Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. You can listen and subscribe to the show for free on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. For network or show information, visit FightRadio.me. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Erica Robinson, and we will be talking about her book and divination card set, The Language of Lenormand. Lenormand is a 36-card system of divining. The Lenormand images are essentially archetypical and reminiscent of the symbols read in tea leaves or ground, coffee grounds for hundreds of years. Lenormand is direct, concise, and clear in its answers, so long as the questions asked of it are also this way. Although they are indeed pictures on cardboard, Lenormand is in fact a word system with a grammar structure and narrative flow. Lenormand can accurately answer yes or no questions, but in the right hands, Lenormand can craft stories that guide, uplift, and encourage. Harvard educated with a Master's of Divinity degree, Erica studied Lenormand as she might study anything. She read and wrote and memorized and practiced, but Lenormand taught her that when the bearing down part of learning is done, the next level of understanding is arrived with a letting go and a willingness to see with an internal gaze. For more information, you can visit Erica's website, which is lenormandwitherica.com, and that's L-E-N-O-R-N-A-N-D with Erica's E-R-I-K-A dot com. Okay, with that, I'd like to um, welcome Erica to the show. Good day, Erica. Hi, great to be with you. Thank you, and and I am really interested in learning about this divination system. Now, I've been around divination systems for dozens of years, and I've never seen anything like this, and so I'm really anxious to, to learn about it. Um, let's start with, first of all, when when your publicist approached me about it, I had to first look up, you know, Lenormand, and see what that was all about, <laughs> and, and, it, and it brought up, you know, um, a divinator, someone with, um, who was the originator of this, uh, Marie Anne Lenormand, or Lenormand. <laughs> and, uh, so could you tell the, the listeners a little bit about who she was? Well, here's the irony. The system does carry her name. Her name was, as you said, Marie Lenormand, known as Mademoiselle Lenormand. She was a very famous seer, clairvoyant. Um, in the late 1700s, early 1800s. Um, and, however, she did not create this system, nor did she ever use this system. So 
what happened was the divisors of this system, and we really don't know who they are or what their names are or anything, but we do know that they were brilliant marketers because they said, we need to stick a name on this system that will cause everybody to run out and buy it. And everyone knows that Madame Lenormand is a, is a very famous uh, clairvoyant, so we'll just stick the name Lenormand on this system, and that's what they did. <laughs> so uh, she never used it, uh, was unfamiliar with it, but I think we probably highly approve of what it's uh, developed to be. It's actually very famous, of course, in Europe. It's a, it's a German slash French system, meaning each country has put their own spin on it. Uh, very well known throughout Europe. It's also well known, believe it or not, in Russia, uh, South America, and um, parts of Australia as well. Uh, in the United States, of course, it, it is only just coming uh, coming into its own. So, um, <laughs> I uh, yes, go ahead. No, as you say, you know that um, we're kind of always behind the ball here. <laughs> you pick it up, thing. I mean, you know, she, she lived in yeah. the seventeen eighteen hundreds. But um, so, so now, when did you become interested in in the system? So I uh, became a widow suddenly, unexpectedly, fifteen years ago, and. So, ironically, right before my husband passed, um, we had just been joking around, and he, I was, um, he was looking at socks that I had knitted for him. He was wearing them. And he said, oh, you know, Erica, when I die, bury me in these socks. And I said, well, I can't do that because you love those socks so much, you wore a hole in them. How embarrassed would I be? And we just laughed, and then all of a sudden, I don't know what came over me, but I got very serious, and I said, Listen, whoever goes first has to let the other one know whether there really is something, you know, beyond. And my husband mm-hmm. didn't laugh at me. He didn't, he didn't smile. He just stuck his hand out with his pinky extended. And I thought, well, that's weird. And I went over to him, and we pinky swore. And we never said mm-hmm. – we started to watch a movie after that and forgot all about it. Well, a week later, he died. So – when I left the hospital, the first place I went was to the the knitting store. <laughs> and I went and I found the most beautiful dark gray wool that I could find. And then I just, uh, you know, like a mad woman, knitted. Mm-hmm. People would come in to sort of um, console the widow, you know, sorry about your loss. And then they would say, oh, oh we see that you're knitting. Who are you knitting for? And I said, my husband, and I could see people out of the corner of my eye looking at each other <laughs> saying, does she, you know, does she know? <laughs> so I managed to, wow. to, to finish the socks in time so that he could wear them, um, you know, in his coffin. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy because he said, you know, he wanted to wear a pair of socks that I made. So I thought that was the end of it. But then, little by little, no, things start to snowball in terms of very strange circumstances that would come up um, that made me think that he was keeping his promise to me as well. Just very odd things. So I started, um, I started reading tarot, 
and became proficient at tarot and loved tarot. You know, I love the imagery. I love the history. I love the philosophy. I love the astrology. I love all of it. But I was sitting in a car with two other tarot readers, and one of them had a deck of cards in her hand. And I said, what's that? She goes, I have no idea. Um, it looks, just looked interesting, so I picked the deck up. She handed it to me, and I never gave it back. It was one of <laughs> Um, it was a deck by Chiro Marchetti. It was, it's beautiful. It's called the uh, uh, Gilded Reverie, Lenormand. And I went home and I read the little white book that goes along with it. And then I looked for resources. And really, there were very few resources in English. This is why the system is not well known in the United mm. States, because we are notoriously monolingual. In, in, you know, to, in large measure. Yeah. So uh, if you don't read French, if you don't read German, that's it. Well, I did read French, so I read the French resources. Then there was one English resource I finally found, and then there were online groups. So I started to read for people and got good, but then I thought, well, they're just telling me that I'm good. You know, these are my friends and my relatives. So I decided I would... <laughs> I would go on, on these worldwide um, uh, sites online and just read for people. So people would, like somebody in India would say, um, what does he think about her? And I would say to myself, who's, who's him and who's her? And, you know, is this, is this a, uh, is this a, um, sorry, uh, is this a, you know, a love relationship? Is this father-daughter? Is this brother-sister? Um, but then I said, you know, Erica, that's your ego asking that question. They didn't ask that. They just said, what does he think about her? Ask the cards. And so I would ask the cards. I would be given a ton of information, which I would type up, send off. And, and invariably, people were very satisfied. What I didn't realize is that the great Lenormand readers of the world, and there are a few, um, were watching my work. And then they would private message me and say, say you know, we're watching what you do. Uh, your work is beautiful. Keep it up. And I thought, oh, my God, this is, this is, this is crazy. I read for many years um, free. And I, I did it to gain experience, and I did it to help people. Because it's a really, it's a healing art. I, it didn't even occur to me that I could make money doing this. And then a shop in my area at the time uh, got in touch with me and they said, we've heard about your work. Do you want to read? And I said, well, I'm a full-time teacher. And they said, well, just come on the weekends. So I did. And I would read, you know, 30 people in a single day. And it just built my muscles up um, tremendously, just reading person after person after person. Because Lenormand is a beautiful system in the sense that it can answer very simple questions. Uh, but it can also answer complex questions. It's all about whose hands the cards are in. And the images, mm -hmm. of course, as you mentioned, are archetypal. They're all things that we recognize. So it's just about um, sort of putting words together and then reading a sentence. That's it. Uh, and you being an English teacher, <laughs> that was kind of right down your alley. Exactly. And that's Okay, so that's a, a very important thing for tarot people to realize, is that um, if you're going to read Lenormand, take all of your 
tarot skills, pack them up in a bag, and put them in a closet just for the purposes of learning Lenormand because it's a different system. It's a word language. Yes, it's pictures on cards, but the pictures are of things, right? Child, bouquet, book, stork, mice. So it doesn't matter that the mice are, I don't know, surrounded by um, crumbs on a counter. That doesn't matter. What's important is the word mice. It's just the word. So with a tarot card, you read all of that surrounding imagery. It gives you a lot of information. Mm. With Lenormand, the clearer the image of whatever that thing is, one of those 36 things are, uh, the better. It's a language system. It's a word system. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that, that is very different from the tarot. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you mentioned, um, you know, that they're archetypical, um, you know, pictures. Um, what other ways are they different? I, you know, I did mention in the introduction that there's 36 cards instead of what a typical tarot deck would be like 78, for example. Um, so, well, okay. so, in, so numbers wise, mm -hmm. numbers wise, that's mm -hmm. true. There are fewer cards. Now, every modern Lenormand deck, including my own, will now have two men and two women. Um, and then also, a lot of, uh, a lot of people who do Lenormand decks are used to doing tarot decks. So I think what happens is they get to the end of the 36 cards and they say, this feels incomplete. So a lot of times mm -hmm. artists will put their own spin and add cards. Um, I think Lenormand is its own complete system, but I did want to give a modern spin to my deck, so I decided that I would have my artist add one other card. So my deck has, what, 36, 37, 38, 39 cards. That's one difference. The other is that you, you can do a, a reading with a, with a single tarot card. You do not do mm -hmm. a reading with only one Lenormand card. Lenormand cards are, are community-oriented, meaning they like to work together. So they, you read them in lines of three or five or seven, or you read them in a box of nine, or you can read all of the cards together, which will tell you a little bit about essentially everything going on in a person's life. So they're read no. in lines, you know, straight yeah. lines, diagonal, Horizontal, oh. vertical, yeah. Wow. Now, they don't have, like, in Carol, you have a reversal of a card. No. Which has no. A different meaning. No, no reversal. Okay. In Lenormand. <laughs> okay, great. It's actually so, very, it's an easy system to learn if you leave your other rules for your other systems outside the door. It's a very easy system to learn. I will say, though, that um, one of the things that I taught Europeans, and I, I think this is, I love this, um, Europeans love my work, and they've been very complimentary about the book and the deck. In the beginning, I think that the Europeans were skeptical about what I was doing because I was arguing that Lenormand can be read with the same depth as any oracle system, including and my argument was that, you know, some of us learn to read by, by reading, you know, the sentence, see, spot, run. 
And and mm-hmm. we thought we were pretty hot stuff when we could read that sentence. And and you are hot stuff when you're a little kid and you can read that sentence. But you can also read like Shakespeare, like Toni Morrison, you know, like like Emily Dickinson. It's all about what you bring to the reading. And I believe, although Europeans would argue with me, that intuition plays an enormous part in the reading of these cards in a deep, deep way. I think I've taught the Europeans something about that. Yeah. Yeah, we know that, um, to me, um, any divination tool, um, to me, is really literally a tool to be used to tap into that intuition, you know, um, where, where, you know, like you mentioned earlier about that one particular question about a relationship, you know, what does he think of her kind of thing, you know, that um, when, when asked that question, you know, you, you you know, logical mind came up with like who are the characters of this particular thing. Right. And so and you know, then by releasing that requirement or that um particular mm-hmm. structure, you know, then you're able to tap intuitively into into the question. And so exactly. you know, I have exactly. found them yeah, I have found them to be just tools for that for guiding one's intuition for some of those like me who, you know, question, you know, you know, am I reading, am I seeing this properly or is there something I should be seeing? So, you know, for me it's, uh, you know, a matter of learning to trust that intuition. Well, you know, you, you mentioned a little bit, uh, I, I, I talked about my husband in the beginning and when I was, was first becoming good at this system, I, I, put, I laid out the, the grand tableau, which is the spread that uses all 36 cards. And it was just swimming in front of my eyes because my eyes were swimming with tears because I just found it so frustratingly difficult. And I heard my husband in my ear, and I'm deaf in one ear from, from childhood, from infancy. And I heard him in my deaf ear say to me, Erica, it's not childbirth. At first I thought, first of all, what does he know about childbirth? Second thing I thought was, why is he, wait, that's my husband, he's dead. Third thing was, and he's talking in my deaf ear. And the fourth thing I thought about was, well, wait a minute. He said it's not childbirth. What does that mean? What is childbirth? Childbirth is doing the hard work, the memorizing of the card meanings and the numbers, the spreads, and all of that. I had done that. But he said it's not childbirth, meaning I asked myself the opposite of childbirth. The opposite of childbirth, bearing down, is letting go. As soon as I let go, I opened up my intuitive um, channel, and and ever since then, I'm, I'm, I'm rarely, if ever, wrong. In fact, I got a phone call last night from a, a client, a, a message from a client. She had said that she had a Bible in her family that was very, very valuable. And it was kind of a big book. <laughs> and it had gone missing. And uh, so Lenormand, one of the things Lenormand is, is actually commonly used for is to find lost objects. 
So mm-hmm. I pulled cards, and I saw that um, a stepdaughter of hers had realized the value of this book, had hidden it away, and I, 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 I thought that it was, would be sort of in a maybe a shoebox or something like that or a suitcase but hidden in something, and that um, and with the purpose later on of sensing it with a boyfriend. Well, she texted me last night to say that that was exactly what had happened. And, of course, mm-hmm. wanted to schedule another reading to figure out what she, what she was supposed to do about this stepdaughter. But, I mean, it can be that specific if you just open yourself up to spirit and use this tool. Because I agree with you. These are just cards, you know, ink on cards. They are tools that we, we're the magic ones. We are the magic ones that we get to use as instruments um, to sort of expand our world, to to understand that, you know, this three-dimensional space is not all that there is. And that, yeah, we are stardust and that the time-space continuum um, is is not rigid in the way that we think that it is. You know, it's a beautiful instrument for people to just, at the very, very least, understand that they are not alone, that they're always guided, held, protected, and loved. You know, if, if people yeah. get nothing about, but that from my book or using my deck, then my mission's been accomplished. Yeah, that, that, that's good because, you know, especially in today's world, um, despite seeming connectedness to people, there's there's a lot of um, alienation and and alone, uh, loneliness, you know, too. Um, Yeah, so, now, is there any um, connection with, like, numerology or astrology or any of those tools present at all in... No, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say okay. no. No. Which, again, it, makes it an easy system. Yeah. You know? Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now um, when reading about your, your book in deck, um, it indicated that by learning to use the deck, one would be able to that it boosts one's self empowerment perspective. So how how does that you know come about? Well, so for example, you know, I, I mentioned that my husband had passed and you know, I one of the things that I learned when I became a widow is that widows are not necessarily everybody's favorite people. <laughs> um largely mm. because they remind us of our own mortality, right? So I I went out of my way, and maybe I would do it differently now, I don't know, but I went out of my way to not make people feel uncomfortable, to, to have people think that, you know, I was fine, everything was good, everything was under control, no mm-hmm. problem. And, but, you know, but I, I, I still wished that I had that 3 a.m. friend that I could call mm-hmm. up about anything, and or ask the same question a million times, like, am I going to be able to send my daughter to college? Am I going to be able to keep the house? Well, where's the deed to the house? 
um, all those questions, right? And Lenormand did that for me. One of the things that I love about Lenormand is something that people say you cannot do with tarot. I find it very funny. There are certain questions that people will say, oh, tarot doesn't like those questions, or don't ask the same question over and over. Tarot doesn't like that. Well, Lenormand <laughs> is a much, much friendlier, <laughs> much, much friendly <laughs> oracle in the sense that uh, you can ask it anything, and you can also ask it as many times as you want. You remember like, if your mother said to you, I don't know, something, and you, you listened with one ear and said, yeah, 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 and then your best friend said it, and all of a sudden, oh, you listen. Lenormand is like that. So you'll read a line of cards, and then you'll ask the same question again. Lenormand will answer you again, giving you the same answer, but using different cards. It's beautiful that way. It's just infinitely patient. And I, I, I have to say, I don't read very much for myself um, at all anymore because um, I don't feel like I need to, actually. Mm -hmm. But Lenormand was a bridge that took me from, you know, asking the same question a million times to where I am now, which is having sort of a trust in my innate wisdom and intuition to to conduct myself in ways that will be you know, uh, life-giving and life-affirming. Um, yeah. So Lenormand can help you get to that place. Lenormand can help yeah. you get there. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, the, the building of that, the, the strength of knowledge of the intuition that one has. And, you know, you mm -hmm. mentioned about um, a friend in a, um I had I have a friend who had been, been ill and I'd been kind of offering some advice for <laughs> for several months. And, and he was ignored. Ignored, ignored, ignored. Right. Then a couple right. of, a couple of days ago, another friend said the same thing that I had been saying, and all of a sudden, yeah. boom, action. And I was like, okay. Right. I mean, you don't know whether you don't know whether it was the words, whether it was the delivery, whether it was the messenger. You don't know what it is. But Lenormand is like that. It says, okay, if you're not understanding me this way, let me say it another way. And that's, I mean, it's, it's just a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to be taking a, a break in, in a minute, and then we do have one caller from the U.K. who would like to ask a question, and, and you have um, graciously um, agreed to go ahead and, you know, do give, give a sample of the reading. And I think that, you know, by doing that, you know, it will help the listeners understand, you know, kind of an, uh, you know, an example kind of way that that, that Len Normand would be used. So, um, right after the break, okay. we're going to go ahead and bring him on. Now, is there any um, any guidance as to the kind of question, or just should well, we just have um, him start talking? You know, he can just he can just ask the question, and I will, okay. if it's necessary, I'll rephrase it okay. so that the cards right. can answer it. Okay. okay, that's that's perfect. That sounds great. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and um, take that break, and then when we come back, we'll go ahead and bring him on. So sounds good. Hold on, everyone. We'll be right back. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us and hope you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder, we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, www.byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, 
along with an archive link that will give you access to the more than 1,700 shows we have aired during the past 13 years. Also on the site are links to the products and services we provide, books, photography products and services, calendars and greeting cards. There is also a link to our account at Fine Art America where you can purchase items such as mugs, prints, pillows, and more. Our show is available as a free podcast on multiple platforms such as iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and Audible, with icons to each platform on our homepage. We are also available on social media platforms such as Facebook, X, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Threads. Our website, www.byteradio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone. Thank you for staying with us again today. My special guest is Erica Robinson, and we're talking about her new book in, in deck, The Language of Lenormand. Uh, again, you can find out more by visiting her website, which is lenormandwitherica.com. And I'm spell that again for you. It's L-E-N-O-R-M-A-N-D with Erica, E-R-I-K-A.com. Okay, so with that, we're back, Erica. Yes. I'm going to go ahead and bring on our caller, and he's calling from the UK, and his name is Deep. Hello, Deep. Hi, thank you. Um, hi, hi, Erica. Hi, happy to read for you. What's your question? Um, my question is about uh, my 14-year-old son. Um, his name is Jay. He lives with his mom, and... Um, um, his mom um, has some issues because of which the relationship between them uh, and, of course, with me as well and her is not uh, congenial. So he struggles um, with that and that gives him bad um, uh, mental health. And I'm worried about his upbringing, his uh, education and his overall health in general. And that I don't get to see him much. So there was a point when I was very close to him. And then his mom kept him away. And now he's, um, he's growing into his own, uh, own person. Um, and his mom tells him things about me, which he believes probably. So, um, so he's, he's basically getting out of control. So do you have any guidance around, uh, the situation, how he will develop? Well, okay, so I will, I, I'll just say, just for teaching purposes, that this is what we call a third-party reading. And so you should know that a lot of readers won't do third-party readings because they think that it is, um, what, intrusive, I guess, to that third party, the third party being your son. There's you, there's me, and there's your son. On the other hand, your son is a minor. And so you are a parent, and so I will look at uh, at this for you. Now, uh, what I do in a reading like this is I'm just going to see how he's doing is what I'm going to do. 
and I'm going to look for the card that represents him. Um, because he is still young, um, I'm going to use the child card. So I'm just shuffling the card, and then I'm going to cut the deck into three piles. And then I'm going to flip through the cards until I get to the card that represents your son. And that will be the child. Unfortunately, there are only 39 cards to flip through. So about halfway through, you probably hear them flipping. Okay. And I'm putting this card in the middle, and I'm taking the two cards that preceded him in the deck, putting them to the left, and then the two cards that were to follow him and putting them to the right. And um, this will just be a, a, a five-card reading. Uh, I have a reading that I do that consists of 23 cards, which would be doing uh, a deep dive on this subject. But for the purposes of the show, I'm just going to pull three, uh, five cards. So the cards that I pull are mice, fish, child is in the middle, which represents your son, really, and heart. So I will say that um, the first two cards, mice and fish, corroborate what you have said, that this, this, this uh, situation is something that your son has felt to be destabilizing. Mice is stress, worry, anxiety. Fish is motion. So, yes, he is um, as upset as any young person would be when there is discord between parents. So, to whatever degree you can um, not use him as uh, the pawn between the two of you, that would be all to the good. I love seeing Lily and Heart here, however, because for Lily, it's the card for peace, maturity, ease, understanding, and the Heart is the card for love. So I, I want to assure you that he loves you. There's no question about that. Um, and he just wants there to be peace between you because there's nothing that he can do to have the two of you get along. That's something that the two of you have to work out. He just wants peace. He just wants to feel love. So, I mean, I know that might sound obvious, but I'm hoping that you understand here. The cards, again, they corroborate his dis-ease that you spoke about. The fact that he does feel upset, unsettled, um, up, up, you know, just sort of um, uh, disconcerted, stressed by the situation between the two of you, and he just wants ease and peace. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull three clarifying cards for the last three cards that I pulled. So for child, Lily, and heart, I'm going to pull three cards for each of those cards, and then say a little bit more that I hope will be helpful. Okay, thank you. Okay, so for child, these are the cards that I'm able to clarify child. We have the rider, that's a message, 
we have the tree, and we have the stork. So this is the line that comes directly down from here. The, the tree is the card for health in all forms, mental, emotional, spiritual, physical health. And the stork is about positive change. Things will improve. Things will improve for him. This is not a permanent state. This is not something that will scar his life, just so you know. Under Lily, I pulled the stars, the garden, and the book. Um, stars is about the future, um, but it's also the card for Internet. So to whatever degree you're able to communicate with him electronically, um, that would be good. Um, I don't, I think that he tries to keep things to himself because the garden is sort of other people, community, um, friends, etc. And we have the book at the end there. The book is about things that are hidden. So I think he tries to let his friends think that everything's fine. As you can imagine, that's a very stressful thing for a kid to, to have to do. So to whatever degree you can make peace with his mother, that will help him. Then he doesn't have to keep secrets from his friends and act as though everything is, is, is terrific when really it's not. And then down from the heart, we have dog, clover, and house. Now, the dog. The dog here is a card for a friend, but it's also a card for um, uh, a counselor, a therapist, I think that him talking to someone um, professional about this issue would be a wonderful thing because clover is a card for happiness. And then the house is the card for everything domestic. I think there's a lot of stress and tension around him and in the home, and I think that having someone professional to talk about this too would be really helpful because he does not confide in his friends. So I hope that was helpful. Yes, that is really helpful. Thanks a lot, Erica. You're welcome. Good well, luck. Yeah, well, Dee, I want to just, if you don't mind, I just want to kind of throw in uh, something. And that was that while I was growing up, my dad wasn't around. And uh, he left when I was three years old and didn't reconnect with him at all until I was in my second year of college. And while growing up, my mother told me all kinds of stories. I mean, really demonized him, you know, to the point where I just hated him. I didn't even want to know him. You know, I mean, it was – she was very angry. <laughs> she was a very – angry woman. And um, when I reconnected with him, of course, threw her into a tailspin because um, she knew that I would find out there was another side to the story, that the stories that she had been telling me all those years. And in fact, there were, you know, and um, the thing, things that he told me about their relationship and actions ring true. <laughs> you know, I recognized that, uh, you know, that the story that I was told when I was young, like, you know, your son may be told right now, they, that they weren't really true. And it, the way that it ended up, I ended up, um, you know, 
becoming close with my dad and was actually there when he passed, which was, you know, to me, it's one of those kind of most intimate times that people can share. And it was, you know, it was really a heartfelt moment. So I guess what I'm saying to you is that, you know, even though your son may be said stories or things, you know, about you that aren't true, um, there could very well be that time. And from Erica's reading, it seems like there will be a time when yes. you know, he will learn. He will learn a fuller picture. You know, and exactly. That, That's um, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that was just my personal experience. That I kind of wanted to throw in there because you know, because I can understand you know that father-son bond, and and when it's not there, how it affects both you know, very deeply. I, I think that that's true, and that's why I loved seeing the lily and the heart at the end of that original line of five, because I think, uh, Robert, what you said is exactly true. Once your son is older, he'll have a fuller picture, and I think we'll, we'll be able to see you in in the proper light. Until then... Your best bet is to uh, is to not um, to not return whatever is, is said in kind. Do you know what I mean? Um, Thank you. Yeah, to be the bigger person because he'll remember that. Oh, very very much. You know, if if, if when I learned my father's side of the story, if he had told me it from the same kind of anger that my mother told me, um, it, you know, I would, uh, you know, realize that, you know, maybe it was a blessing that what happened happened. But, but nonetheless, um, it was, there was no anger when he told me his side of the story. I mean, it was just, you know, a simple kind of statement of fact, you know, and, right. you know, that made a big difference. Thank you, Robert and Erica. You're welcome. You're very welcome. Thank you for calling. Okay, well, Erica, thank you. That really was, um, I really liked the, um, you know, how you were able to, you know, the, the cards kind of, how, how you were able to use the cards for interpretation and guidance and that kind of thing. And it makes, um, a lot of sense, like you, you know, you mentioned that uh, um, the strength of the system is the image, you know, and right. not any kind of ancillary, you know, interference that that um, That's right. a card may provide. That's right. Right, just the image, yeah. and then what that what that calls up for you, right? Yeah. So now, do you have any um, examples of um, other than the one that you gave about the hidden uh, Bible? Um, any other examples of you know, like a past client, you know, where the system and the the reading, you know, kind of had an impactful kind of. Um, well, you know, of course, every day. But I, I'll give you, I'll give you uh, one. Um, 
I was reading at a charity event, and uh, it was it was a very sort of celebratory event. Um, there was a, a DJ. They were doing a, a raffle. There was music. It was very loud. Everybody was dressed up. People had drinks in their hands, you know. And a woman came to get a reading. Um, and and I was reading in sort of an open space. Uh, and so she said she wanted to know about health. So I pulled cards, and I thought, oh, God. And I said to her, did you just come from a doctor's appointment? And she said she had. And I said, did you just get a diagnosis? And she said she had. And I said, was this a diagnosis of a problem that you had before, uh, but you were able to um, to beat it? She said yes. So what I saw was that she had metastatic cancer and that it was going to be terminal. So how do you, I mean, you know, meanwhile, the music's playing, people are laughing, you know, glasses are clinking. And, and I have this woman sitting in front of me who's just gotten this terminal diagnosis. So I, I you know, as a reader, you don't want to, you don't want to act like you don't see something. On the other hand, right. you know, I, uh, yeah, uh, fortunately, I, I'm, you know, I, I did go to divinity school. Granted, I'm not ordained anything, but I, I have certain, a certain skill set, and, and so that, that was helpful. And I talked to her about the fact that, you know, even if we live a hundred years, it's short, you know, and that sometimes um, we're given an opportunity to um, teach people something. And she had teenagers at the time. And I said, all of us are going to pass. All of us will, will leave plain. And all of us have feelings about that. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You know, most of us, because we don't really know what's next, are terrified of the prospect. But you have this opportunity to show your children um, how how to do it, do this thing that we're all going to do with mm-hmm. grace. And, and we talked further about that, and she cried, and she thanked me, and she said she was so glad that she'd come. And the next year when I went to do that uh, same event, she had passed within months. Mm-hmm. So wow. you have to know how to tell people bad news. I had another one, a similar one. A man came, this is when I was in the shop, and a man um, came for a reading, and he had on, it looked like he had multiple jackets on. And he said, um, I want a reading on health, and if you give me an accurate reading, I have a surprise for you. And I thought, well, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I saw, too, that he also had, uh, terminal illness. I saw that he was, he had a girlfriend. Um, this was an older man. And it was not a wife. I saw that it was a, but it was a significant other woman who would be with him and that they were going to go to somewhere warm. I posited that it was Florida and that they were going to see many sunrises and sunsets and that his death would be, um, 
a peaceful one with her there. So I'm seeing this, and I say this to him, not knowing, you know, if I'm wrong, if I'm right, but just mm-hmm. trusting what I'm given. And he slowly he reaches into his innermost jacket pocket and pulled out this tiny, beautiful little bird that had just been sitting in his shirt pocket quietly the whole time. And he said, um, this, is, this is my gift. You can pet my, my bird. And it was this just beautiful, beautiful little, little bird of his uh, that he was only going to show to me if I got the reading right. And he said that was exactly right. He had been diagnosed, and they were planning to, to, to move to Florida, and um, he was going to live out his days there, and she was going to be with him. So you can be well, comfort to people, you know, um, yeah. with, the, with the news that you bring. But, there, but it's also, you know, I should say this as a caveat, if you don't know what you're doing and you're a new reader, you may want to do like a lot of readers do, and some people have these rules in place their entire reading career, which is that they won't read on things legal, they won't read on pregnancy, they won't read on health. Right. So I, I feel comfortable doing those things, so I do it. But, um, you know, that's just a caveat. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, and, and I'm sure a lot of that um, people want to avoid any kind of liability that may, you know, result That's from, right. you know. But, you know, it's always important to, I think, stress to people, in, you know, in that situation that, you know, any of the information that is provided, you know, that they – just Entertainment purposes only. That's right. Yeah, go see your doctor. Go mean, see your lawyer. Yeah. Yeah, but but yeah, but definitely use your own discretion. You know, and to right. you know, um, take it just as another source of information. You know, and and right. um, and do with with it what you please. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and you know, and. When, particularly when speaking with people who are near death, um, you know, that is always, um, you know, uh, kind of a delicate situation in the sense that it's, you know, like you said, it's something we're all going to do, but, and, and a lot of people don't like to look at that, um, mm-hmm. within themselves, but, but it's, you know, the, I think, you know, the advice of, that for that one woman, you know, that she had this period to be able to, I mean, not everybody has it, but she has the period right. to be able to kind of put things in order, to kind of, you know, if she had any final, you know, desires or, you know, bucket list kind of items, you know, to take care of that and, and like you said, do it with grace. And, and I think, you know, um, leaving this plane in grace would, for in my belief system, set up, you know, for the afterlife of a very peaceful entry. True, and it's a beautiful gift to give those you leave behind. Yeah, yeah, very, very much. And and, and when you're able to um, share that time, that uh, intimacy, um, it's, it's just very, to me, it's, it's one of those, um, you know, human experiences that transcends time, you know, in space. I mean, it's one of those declarations of love that, that again, you know, continues on. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this has really been very interesting, Erica. Thank you. I'm going to have to pick up myself a deck of the cards because, you know, like I said, I've got, I've got a lot of decks. But this one is so unique, and, and I really like the, um, the style that is used, you know, that one can use when, when um, having that, that tool. So um, I'm looking forward to experimenting myself. Well, that's terrific. I hope you love it. It's a it's a beautiful, beautiful system. Thank you. Now, your your book is in deck is published by RedWheelWiser.com. Well, my book so, is, my 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 book is my book is published by oh. RedWheelWiser. My deck okay. is from LaPanferStudio.com. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I saw that on your website. So okay. Now, right. great. Thank you for for letting me know the distinction between the two. So um, yeah, if, if you go to uh, Erica's website, which again is Lenormand. 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 Lenormand with Erica.com. And Erica with a K. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Erica, for your time. I, I really thoroughly enjoyed our conversation, and I look forward to keeping. Are you, are you on social media? I I am. I am. Uh, I am okay. on Instagram. Uh, it's divine underscore with me, uh, and uh, Facebook is my name. Okay, great. Well, I will connect with you on on both of those, and I look forward to following your journey. Thank you so much. I appreciate this interview. Great. You're very welcome. Again, everyone, today my special guest has been Erica Robinson, and we've been talking about her book and deck, The Language of Lenormand. And again, you can find out more by visiting her website, which is Lenormand with Erica.com, and I do have a link to that in the show page description. So everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show, and until we meet again. Thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to BikeRadio.me's Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. To become a show follower, visit www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Byte Radio Me and click on the follow link. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Byte Radio Me. Be sure to visit our website at www.byteradio.me That's B-I-T-E-R-A-D-I-O dot M-E And until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.